Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On v the sports betting network. It's our number three of the Greg Peterson experience right here on v the sports betting network. As we've got a tremendous hour for you as we've got to get you guys some sweats for this College Basketball Friday. And on top of that, we got to try to make you guys some money for this big Sunday in the NFL as we're going to be talking a little bit of football. We're going to be talking a little bit of college basketball as well as we're going to be joined by Kobe Dant, who does amazing work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He does the podcast, The College Experience. So we're going to be talking with him a little college basketball, taking a look at not just the games for Friday, but taking a look at the landscape of college basketball because it has been a very Interesting year, to say the least, in college basketball, where you don't necessarily have that set number one team. The last few years, Gonzaga has been that team that's been towards the top of the polls, especially two years ago. You had that Zion Williamson team quite a few years ago. This is a year where the number one team in college basketball, it's been that moniker has been passed around like a basket of breadsticks. Purdue currently that number one team in the polls. Many people disagree. They've got Alabama. There are others that might still be riding with a team like a Houston, like a Tennessee. So we've got a lot to discuss in terms of landscape of college basketball. Lots to discuss in terms of trying to make money in college basketball as well. And we've got ourselves a nice Metro Atlantic showdown that is going to be going down for Friday to take a look at here. 875-876 on the board. It is Siena. They're going to be playing us to Iona with Iona. 
They're a five and a half to a six point favorite, and your total it is between 140 and 140 and a half. Buster has gone away from my own a little bit. They've taken a few losses within the conference, including getting pounded by north of 20 to Quinnipiac. Our guy that posts up the podcast here, Sean, is a Quinnipiac graduate, so I'm sure that he was very, very enthusiastic about that one. That said, I'm sure that those that were hoping for multiple bids from the Metro Atlantic were not so enthusiastic about that one. And for Iona, they've been a pretty consistent offense. I recognize that recently it has not been quite as terrific for them, but they've scored at least 70 points in pretty much all but two of their games thus far this season. And it's a squad that is now fully healthy because in the losses that they did take a little bit earlier, Metro Atlantic play as they have taken two in total, they were without... Walter Clayton in a lot of those, and I know that they were dealing with a little bit of an ailment as well to Barrick Jean-Louis. Barrick Jean-Louis is able to give you 8.5 points, right around 4.5 rebounds, a block, a seal per contest while shooting 38% from 3, and then Walter Clayton, I'm not even kidding when I say this, he's shooting 98% of the free throw line. In road and neutral court games, he shoots over 45% from 3 with 15.5 points, 3 assists per game. He teams up very well with Dennis Jenkins, who out there in the backcourt, Generates a steal, 4.8 assists, 4.7 rebounds, 16.5 points per game. Came in from the junior college level and has been absolutely terrific. Meanwhile, they're going up against a Siena squad that they're looking to throttle down a little bit. It's a Saint squad that is in the bottom runner in terms of total possessions per game. And it is a Siena squad that I do feel like is one of the top teams in the conference. As a matter of fact, winner of this game is going to be having sole control over the top spot in the Metro Atlantic as Siena as their main headline scorer in J.V. McCollum. He's been a little bit banged up, but he's been able to get through those injuries and has been able to deliver for the team 16 points on 36% three-point shooting. And it's a Siena squad that, as long as they're able to take care of the ball, they're able to do a solid job on offense. It's a big reason why they've played 13 out of their 20 games to the over thus far this season, as they shoot 36% from three-point range, 76% at the free line, with three of their top four scores shooting at least 80% of the charity stripe. So if they're up in a game late, that's a good way for them to be able to close down low. Jackson Stormo to be able to give the team five and a half rebounds, block and a half on 13 and a half points per game. And then you've got a lot of guys that they do a nice job of just being able to make up this nice core. Jared Billups is able to give you seven and a half points, six and a half rebounds per game. Andrew Playtech shoots over 40% from three with 10 and a half points per game. They now have Jace Johnson back to full. He's been banged up and inconsistent in general, but does shoot 37% from three-point range. But I do think that with Iona, you just have more versatility, and you've got a bunch that their losses, for the most part this season, have come with injuries. Iona, they're now fully healthy. They've been able to get to at least 70 points in pretty much all but two of their games thus far this season. They're back up on the horse, in my opinion, so I did set my total. As a result, I had a 142.5. Iona has been throttled down a little bit more in Metro Atlantic play, just because, in general, the Metro Atlantic does have slower teams, but... I do think that Iona is going to be able to get to 70. I think that they approach 75 in this spot. So I did set them at a 142.5 in terms of total. I'm looking at the over. And with Iona, made them a 6.5 point favorite. Seeing 5.5 to 6, want to lay the number to go along with that over. When it comes to Ryzen Lake, this is a very intriguing matchup between a pair of teams that they play sort of opposite styles. 873, 874 on the betting board. It is Detroit. Going on the road facing off against Robert Morris. Bravely, Robert Morris all by himself going up against a pack of Detroit Titans. As the Titans, they're anywhere between 2.5 and 3.0 dogs. And your total on this game, 
Missouri between 145 and 145 and a half. Intriguing game because Robert Morris opened up a one-point favorite, and at one, there was certainly a lot of value. Three starts to be that five-point on Detroit. With Detroit, they're going to have the best score out there on the floor in Antoine Davis. Davis is now in the top 10 all-time in terms of college basketball scoring. A guy that currently leads off college basketball with darn near 26 points per contest. She's 39% from three, 90% the free line. He has been terrific for this team, but perhaps the most well-rounded player in this game is actually going to be Enoch Cheeks. Cheeks has been just really good at stuff in the set sheet. 17 points, 4 net boards, 3.3 assists per game on 42.5% three-point shooting while being able to give the team 1.2 blocks, 1.8 seals per game, and he's helped out with Michael Green, the Bryant transfer in the backcourt, doling out nearly five assists per game. And for Detroit, they've been dealing with some injuries that has cut down on the support that Antoine Davis is able to get. They had a pair of guys that were shooting north of 40% from three-point range to Jordan Phillips and Jaden Stone. They're both currently on the fold with Stoney was averaging 14 points, five rebounds per game. Phillips more around nine points, four and a half rebounds per game. But good news is they've got Gerald Liddell back. Bad news is Gerald Liddell does not look the same as he did prior to his injury because he in the first six games of the season that he played in, Gerald Liddell was able to haul in there at least 10 rebounds in every one of them. He's had a single-digit amount of rebounds, and now each of the last four. So averaging 16.5 points, 10.5 rebounds per game, shoots 36% from three. Originally was a top 100 recruit of Texas. Actually was playing at Alabama State last season, but you could tell that there's been a little bit of a drop there. Debezzi Anderson is able to chip in there right around 4.5 forwards, 7 points per game. Arashima Parks, when he's been out there, has been able to give you a few rebounds as he's missed right around 5 to 6 games thus far this season, but... The drop-off between everyone else in comparison to Antoine Davis, it is very, very big. And you've got a Robert Morris team that got someone like a Josh Corbin who's able to shoot 40% from three. He's able to give you about 11 points per game. I do think that the core of this Robert Morris team just better than that of Detroit. At three, it is by five point on Detroit. But with that said, I do think that Robert Morris should be able to control the home floor that they've got, the home court advantage, and with Detroit, it's a team that ranks in the bottom 40 nationally in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, but they're outside, also outside the top 200 in terms of total possessions per game, and they do go up against a Robert Morris team that has been really throttling down their tempo. They're right around 275th in the country in terms of possessions per game, so they're looking to play a little bit more slow. They're looking to play a little bit more controlled, and it's a Robert Morris defense that has been able to step up a little bit more recently, 162nd. In terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, situation where I made my line 2.5 on this game, so 3 or more. My buy point on Detroit, I made my total 144.5, so here at 145 to 145.5. Also going to be taking a look at this total under. Also going to be taking a look at the late game that we're going to be finding on the college basketball card for Friday. This is 889-890. Air Force is on the road facing off against New Mexico. New Mexico. And between a 12 and a half to a 13 and a half point favorite. Total on this game is anywhere between 142 and 142 and a half. And with the Mexico, could I make them an 11 and a half point favorite? You got an Air Force team that they do a really good job of getting their style. And that style is super duper slow. They are in the bottom 15 in the country in terms of total possessions per game. And Jake Eidbrider has done a really good job of becoming the main scorer for the team right around 14 and a half points. Doesn't necessarily give you a ton of boards, but with Air Force, 
Unlike last year, where they were turning the ball over darn near 15 times per game, they do a solid job of being able to take care of things, as they've been turning the ball over more around 12 and a half times per game. With their tempo, that's still a little bit high, but it's much more in reason. They go up against a New Mexico team that we all talk about their offense, we all talk about their up-tempo style, because they rank in the top 25 in terms of total possessions per game, and they've been able to average over 80 points per contest. You do have a pair of guys in Maurice Uduze, along Josiah Alec that chip in their 16.8 rebounds per game. They do a nice job of being able to clean up the glass. And then you've got someone in Mr. House who has been able to house opponents as he and Jamal Mashburn Jr. have been able to do a really good job of being able to give you about 16.5 points per game apiece. And then Jalen House, I was referencing before, 2.7 steals per game. That is a mark that ranks in the top 10 in all of college basketball. With both guys shooting over 40% for three. And then someone like a KJ Jenkins. Not necessarily a massive piece for the team, but a guy that's able to shoot 40% from three, gives you eight points per game, makes this New Mexico team well rounded. They've already, New Mexico has been able to win lowest scoring games against the likes of San Francisco, against the likes of St. Mary's. But I do think that Air Force is able to hang within the number. I think that this is starting to get up just a little bit too lofty. And a New Mexico team that does rank in the top 20 nationally in terms of total possessions per game. I do think he's going to be throttled down just a hair. Semi-total, 139.5. I'm going to be willing to dive under. Now, New Mexico could only make them an 11.5 point favorite, so willing to take the 12.5 to 13.5 that I'm seeing in the market. And coming up next, we're going to be joined by the co-host of the College Experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, Colby Day, as we take a look at some college basketball with him on the flip side of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my day. day. on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. We're back on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Always great to be joined by this gentleman as we've got Colby Dandeborg. He does a great job with the podcast, The College Experience, over on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You're able to get that wherever you subscribe to podcasts. And Colby, it's always great to have you aboard. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Always great to talk college hoops. It certainly is great to have you aboard, and we'll talk a little bit more because it is a little bit more of a moderate Friday card. We've got 10 games, and I always find it to be funny because we're going to have over the next two days in college basketball, 157 games, and you've got one day with 10 games. It's like, man, couldn't they balance this out just a little bit more because I mean, it'll be nice to have a little bit of relaxation on Friday, but that means that the Saturday card, it is going to be quite expansive. The SEC Big 12 Challenge, it is certainly going to be big, but with that said, it is big what we're seeing in college basketball right now, and I do think that it is fascinating to take a look at the St. Louis versus Davidson game. This, in my opinion, is going to be one of the bigger games of the night. You always get that good Atlantic 10 game that is going to be going down on Friday, and with St. Louis, they're between a pick em to a one-point favorite. Where do you stand with regards to this game? Because the way that I look at it is that both of these teams have been a little bit unlucky. Davidson should be shooting better than like 31.5% from three. St. Louis, they deserve better results than what they've gotten as well. So it's a fascinating result, but I do think that it's a little bit of a tricky spot for St. Louis going on the road. I set Davidson as the slightest of slight favorites personally. Well, I mean, the line doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I mean, Davidson, I do think, is better than their record if you look at, at, at some of their outings and who they've played. But, uh, you know, at the same time, Travis Ford and St. Louis, I think, 
they kind of haven't lived up to the talent. I, I know they're, they're, they've won five straight, so maybe now's the time. I actually side with St. Louis because my problem with Davidson, Bob McKillop gone, he hands the keys off to Matt McKillop. I just don't think they're very athletic. And against teams that are extremely athletic, like uh, I was on Dayton when Dayton played them, uh, you know, team, you know, this team, the St. Louis team's got Javante Perkins and Yuri Collins. I think it's just too much talent and athleticism for Davidson. And at the end of the day, I'll go St. Louis there on the road. Yeah, it's such an interesting spot because it's a St. Louis team that if they were able to generate steals the way that they did last year, I would like them so much more. They, for some reason, aren't doing any of that this year, which that was very, very befuddling. And to your point, it's a pair of teams that they've got, in my opinion, much, much more talent than what they've been showing out for. And this entire Atlantic 10 has been really bad. You're only going to get one team to the NCAA tournament of the Atlantic 10, and that's because, well, they're guaranteed at least one bid to the NCAA tournament as long as they play basketball. So that is the only reason why they're been really crazy to take a look at. And it's crazy to take a look at also what we're getting in the Ryzen League. And the number one team in terms of offensive efficiency in all of college basketball is Youngstown State. They're between a nine to a nine and a half point favorite. At double figures, I was willing to buy in on Oakland. Now that we're seeing this dip down to even like a nine, that, in my opinion, is a buy point on Youngstown State. I can't lay double figures with them, but anything of nine or less, I'm willing to be in on Youngstown State. I'm not sure if you've got thoughts on this game or not, but I think it's really interesting because with Youngstown State, they do a good job with their offensive efficiency, but they, no question about it, leave a lot to be desired on defense. Yeah, and and I, I actually lean Oakland here. I think Greg Campy's done a good job, you know, or, uh, Preseason, I was much higher on Oklahoma than the, than the month of November. But if you look back and, and you see, I think the the first uh, you know about 32 days, I think of the uh, of the season, they they gave up 80 points or more in seven different games. Since December 6th, they haven't done that. Uh, I think they're playing a lot better. Seven and three in their last ten. I like the guard Jalen Moore. I think they can cover this thing. Youngstown's been a great surprise, but but I'm I'm actually going to take Oakland in the points there. Yep, and this was a number that opened up in double figures, and we have seen the money come in on Oakland. I felt like the best of the number, Oakland being more around a 10.5-point underdog, that was a buy point for me on them. And I know that we're talking about teams that have not quite lived up to their talent, so how about if we complete a nice trifecta of these teams with Iona hitting the road face-off against Siena. Siena's between a 5.5 to a 6-point home underdog, and with Iona, this is clearly the best team out there in the Metro Atlantic, but they dealt with a few injuries. Walter Clayton being out of the fold. Barrick Jean Louis missed some time. These guys are back for Iona. And with Iona, I don't want to lay much more than a five and a half to a six, but I'm going to lay this number. The only time that they've failed to exceed 70 points is when they've been dealing with these injuries. And for Sienna, solid team, but at the same time, they don't necessarily have the depth that Iona has. Oh, man, this one, Iona has been a thorn in my side this year. A lot of injuries. I know the Slazinski's out for the year. I actually lean Sienna. I don't feel as great as the, you know about this one as the other ones, but uh, I think the fact that Sienna just lost to Fairfield in the way they did it, I think they're going to show up and play. Uh, and this is a, they know this is a huge game. If anything, that was a look-ahead spot. I'm going to take the points in Sienna. I think Iona still might win the game, but give me the points. 
Yeah, it's such a interesting Sienna team. And I do like this total over as well because I do think that you get your late game following Iona as they will get to at least 70 points in all but two of their games this far this season as well. And Sienna, they do have a little bit of weakness on defense. Relatively good offensive team that shoots 36% from three-point range as well. Here's a game that I've yet to break down. The Battle of the Dakotas. North Dakota and North Dakota State. Totals between 140 and 140 and a half. And I think this total is so intriguing because we've got a North Dakota team that really doesn't play with a lot of tempo, but they're in the bottom 40 in terms of points a lot on a per-possession basis. And for North Dakota State, it feels like they're getting back to their roots. Towards the beginning part of the year, they were playing too fast for their own good. I have no idea why they were trying to push tempo. That was not great. And ever since they've been able to reel it in a little bit more, they've looked a little bit more effective. With North Dakota State, I set them more around a 10-point favorite. I like the Bison in this spot because North Dakota has absolutely nothing down low. I'm not sure where you stand on this game, but I think that North Dakota, just one of the more sad teams in college basketball with no rebounding, and is going to be just completely bludgeoned on the glass. Yeah, and, and if you follow this this rivalry, uh, this in-state rivalry over the years, North Dakota State's had their number. I like Grant Nelson, the, their player, and even though – the Bison haven't been as good as, as you know, several other years. Uh, I do think this is a game that's personal to them. And I, I, I just think they're the flat out better team. I know we could sit there and say, oh, you know, the North Dakota state's offense is, is 34 spots better. I mean, I know North Dakota state's having a down year. So the analytics, you know, give a, maybe the slightest edge to the Bison, but uh, I, I just think they're, they're going to put it on them in Fargo there. They're the better team, uh, and they've been coming on of late. Like you mentioned, six six of their last ten, uh, they've won. Meanwhile, you look at what what North Dakota's done, two and eight in their last ten, and uh, just I've caught them a couple times. Watched the whole game. They're not very good, and you don't have to go that far back to see the last matchup, uh, December thirtieth. North Dakota State won uh, what I think by like twenty two points. So uh, I like the Bison to roll and uh, rivalry game here. You got you got to go here. They're gonna get up for this one. Oh, they're going to get up for this one. I do agree with you. And is Kent State going to be able to get up off the mat after they've lost by 10 points to Northern Illinois? That was one of the strangest results we have seen all season long. Northern Illinois has a few upsets. They took down Indiana State as well as like a two-touchdown underdog as well with Kent State. They're now a 10-point favorite. Open up at 11, and the total has come up between a 151.5 to a 152. I personally really do like this total under Kent State. Still a top 30 team in terms of points a lot on a per-possession basis. For Buffalo, I recognize that they play with tempo, but the other top 75 defenses that they have faced, they've been averaging about 67 points per game in those three games as well. I think that Kent State puts clamps down. I think that they can cover 10 and keep this total under. Oh, we see eye-to-eye here. A great bounce-back spot. You know, I think they, they were even surprised they lost to Northern Illinois, and now they get this opportunity. Buffalo's been terrible on the road this year. And really, when you break it down, you know, the defense, 14th in the nation in defense, 14th in steals. That is Kent State. I love Sincere Carey. They're the much better team from the free throw line. Pretty much every single angle you look at this game, I think Kent State's going to roll. And I do agree. Give me the under as well. I like it. I'm glad that we're in locks up there. And how about Purdue, Fort Wayne, and Cleveland State? We've got about a minute for this one with Cleveland State. Opened up a four-point favorite. Now they're between a five to a five-and-a-half-point favorite. I feel like this is getting a little bit too lofty. Cleveland State won the first time around between these two, but with Purdue-Fort Wayne, 
I think that they're a solid defensive team, and they just have a little bit more shooting in general. I think that they can hang with him five. Uh, we see eye to eye here. Uh, you know, I get it. You can say, oh, they played back on January 16th, just just a few, seems like a few days ago. And, uh, you know, they won by 12, Cleveland State did. I think that's an edge for IPFW. I think they're a pretty good team, and I think they kind of have it marked here. They're 52nd defensively. So give me, uh, give me IPFW, get it done. The old Macedons, one of my favorite mascots, and we're going to have some very interesting mascots that are going to be partaking in the NCAA tournament this season, and we're going to be rejoined next by Kobe Dan to take a look at more of the broad landscape of college basketball, and let's get a preview of the SEC Big 12 Challenge next here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you are looking for a betting edge on football's biggest game, the VSIN experts have you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber for an introductory offer of just $9.99, and you'll be able to get access to everything that we do here at the network. Daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN trailers and guests. Tools like our betting splits. I'll let you see where the money and the bets are moving on every single game. Deep dive betting reports, VSIN betting guides, for the biggest games of the season where experts break down brackets, bets, bets, big game props, and so much more. Do not miss out on this limited time offer. Visit vcin.com slash subscribe today for just $9.99 and you're able to become a part of the Sports Betting Network. That's at vsin.com slash subscribe. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on vcin, the Sports Betting Network, being rejoined by Colby Dan. Does a great job with the podcast, the College Experience Podcast. Taking a look at all things college basketball, college football. I'm not sure if you do college baseball or not. That's something that I wish I had a little bit more time to do, but looks like that's a yes. So we absolutely yes. love that. And what we love in college basketball this year is that there's no clear number one team. I'm not sure who you'd have number one. Personally, I'm starting to lean a little bit more towards Alabama. Purdue is the number one team in the poll. They got the job done. And if you laid five and a half with Purdue, that was rough. If you laid five, you got a push. But being on the under, I was hoping that Hunter Dickinson with about 30 seconds remaining would miss that three because that would have actually shored up the under as well. But that said, where do you stand in terms of the top team in college basketball? Because I feel like this year is really that boxing adage of matchups make fights. And even if you've got a number one team, that's not necessarily the team that you want to fill out on your bracket to go all the way because if they get the wrong matchup, I feel like anyone's vulnerable this year. Oh, I mean, that the sport is very healthy as far as parity, but yes. um, it, it, it's an interesting question because I don't know, record-wise, I think you would have to put Purdue, but if you ask me, hey, if Purdue, who's the best team you saw this year? And I think I said this a couple weeks ago when I was on your show, the TCU Horn Frogs, to me, I think they have the best win of the season going to, to uh, you know, the fog and beating Kansas and beating them the way they did and the experience factor. That, that seems like college basketball has had this shift ever since the, uh, you know, the transfer portal started to light up like a Christmas tree and uh, you got that COVID extra year of eligibility. These experienced teams have been paying off. Look at last year's Final Four. Uh, I think TCU is, is, in my opinion, the best team that I've seen. Now, Record-wise, if I was a voter, I think I would I would have to have Alabama and Purdue ahead of them. But as far as the team that I trust the most right now, it's the TCU Horned Frogs. 
and TCU is such a interesting team because they're going to be one of the teams on display in the SEC and Big 12 Challenge. We talked about this a little bit off air. Man, I wish that we had more non-conference games this time of year. Bring back bracket busters. Bring back, I mean, for like the ACC Big Ten Challenge. I would love to see that played in like January, February. You're able to get a little bit more of a gauge as to these conferences and where they all stand because something that I'm very much looking forward to is just how much better the Big 12 is than everyone else. I don't think that the Big 12 is going to sweep this challenge, and if they do, boy, I mean, that really shows where college basketball is at, but I've been saying on this show and on my podcast quite a bit that I believe that the Big 12 is by far the best conference in all of college basketball, and I think we're going to see that come to light on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I've said it on my show as well, and I, I don't know that I've ever seen such an edge uh, it, from a conference, maybe you'd have to go back to the ACC late eighties, early nineties, but this, this big 12, they have no bad teams. I know we can sit there and say, Texas tech and West Virginia, you know, look at their in conference record. They're not good, but I actually think they're pretty good teams. If you told me Clemson, who's in first place in the ACC was playing, uh, you know, West Virginia tomorrow, I think I would take West Virginia to win that game. And, I mean, you just mentioned Clemson, the top team out in the ACC. Remember when they, or you, if you remember the, I believe it was Pittsburgh versus West Virginia game, because Pittsburgh, one of the better teams out in the ACC, you had West Virginia go on the road in the backyard brawl, and they just completely punked them on their home floor. I think that that shows right there where the Big 12 is at right now, and I do think that it is such an interesting just challenge that we're going to be getting, because... Alabama is going to be on the road against Oklahoma. That's a game that I think is interesting. Auburn going on the road against West Virginia. Got to think that West Virginia is probably going to be at the very minimum, like a two to three point favorite in that spot as well. And I think that this is very advantageous for the big 12 out of all these matchups. Which one are you looking forward to the most? Because the one that I really want to see is Florida versus Kansas state, because if there is a sleeper team in the SEC, I do think it might be Florida. Meanwhile, you've got a Kansas State squad that has really been rolling all year long, long uh, under Jerome Tang. Yeah, I mean, the Keontae Johnson Bowl, I think that's an appealing uh, appealing game there. Uh, you know, Kansas State's been a pleasure to watch each and every week and love their fans in Manhattan. But the one that really jumps out to me is Alabama and Oklahoma. Uh, we've had our, our concerns with Alabama as far as heading into the postseason, they shoot so many threes. They shoot, I've, in my opinion, a lot of uh, a lot of shots to me that aren't high percentage. Now you can get away with that, you know, perhaps you know uh, in the SEC, which I think is a good basketball conference. But I I just think the level of you know defense and everything that comes with the NCAA tournament. I'm very interested to see how that translates with Alabama. You see, NATO's have problems before in the NCAA tournament. And we just saw it with Mississippi State. Mississippi State gave Alabama a pretty good game there in Tuscaloosa. I think what lost by three. That's why I'm so in, in, intrigued to see this matchup because Porter Moser, I think, defensive-minded coach, much like Chris Jans. And I, I'm very interested to see if Bama can do that on, on the road with the way Oklahoma can play defense. Uh, I, I, I'm just, I can't wait to watch that matchup. I, I do think Oklahoma could beat them there in Norman. I think that it's going to be a circumstance where you're probably going to find Alabama a couple points too high. I don't know if I'd be able to side with an Oklahoma money line, but I certainly think that I could be finding myself 
in a line that is anything north of five betting on Oklahoma. And I would be surprised if we find this line south of five as well. So I do think that there's going to be some value in Oklahoma. I totally agree with you there. And is Oklahoma one of those teams that maybe you're finding a little bit of value on? And who are some of the teams that the value is on? Because I take a look at the college basketball landscape right now, and it is interesting to be able to evaluate. I do think that Iowa State just night in and night out with their defense. They're always going to be able to provide you with a lot of value. They've been a team that I've been trusting in quite a bit, and I think that they're one of those teams that is also going to be interesting to gauge in terms of this SEC Big 12 Challenge because they have to go on the road and face off against Missouri. Who are a few teams that you've been trusting in recently that have been able to get you to the window? Well, I mean, in the uh, staying in the Big 10, uh, I'm sorry, the Big 12 uh, SEC Challenge, um, Baylor's red hot right now. And, and, and I'm starting to, you know, early in the year, I was like, I don't think this Baylor team's really going to have a shot to make a deep run. But then, you know, you, you all of a sudden, you know, they, they got something going because I feel like the last three or four games uh, that we've watched the Baylor Bears, I'm intrigued to see that matchup because Arkansas has been beat up. They kind of been disappointing to me. I know they had injuries, but them going to Waco, um, I think Baylor, if they continue to play like the level they've been playing lately, then, you know, I, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they made another deep run in March. So I'm really intrigued to see that matchup and that that team in general, the Baylor Bears, as they continue to to you know kind of hit this this win streak here. What is it? Five in a row, seven of uh, seven of the last ten, and they're playing good ball. They're nine and two at home. Meanwhile, Arkansas is zero and four on the road. So that's going to be intriguing because Arkansas is a team that, to me, if they, if, if they don't get healthy, I, I, we saw this last year with them. They came on late. We'll see if Musselman can do that again with the Razorbacks. But certainly, to me, the Baylor Bears are a team that I'm very excited to watch. And uh, another one we saw tonight is the growth of UCLA. UCLA lost to to, to USC. That's a team that I keep saying they're gonna they're gonna get it together, and they're gonna be a dangerous team in March. But I they let me down again tonight. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if, if they can come along and take the necessary steps to make a deep run in March. But the Bruins are one that I'm keeping an eye on. I'm, I'm pretty much looking at the a lot of the experienced teams, too. I feel like Xavier, UCLA, uh, you know, I mentioned I mentioned TCU. You look at some of those teams, some of the most experienced teams out there. With Xavier, I think that their game against Creighton is going to be interesting as well because Creighton is a team that with Ryan Kelkbrenner out there on the floor, I think that they've lived up to their building of being a top 10 team. The only reason why we're not finding them as like a top five, top 10 team is because of those games they, that he missed. Any sort of upside with them, much like I'm seeing with them, because I think that they could be a team that when they face off against Xavier on Saturday shows that they might be the team to beat in this conference. Oh, especially with them in Omaha. I mean, yeah, and I do think they're they're misvalued right now. If you, if you look at the records, even in the Big East, you say, oh, you know, they're, if you if if you didn't watch college, you say, oh, they're having they're all right, but yeah, I think they are a lot better. And, and you're right with Cockbrenner being out. Um, that was a big that was a big loss for them, St- substantial loss for them. So uh, I at, in Omaha, I don't like fading them. So I think they can win that one. Absolutely, and I don't want to be fading you, Kobe, because you do amazing work over there at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Always appreciate it. Thank you. Anytime. Thank you. Always great to have Kobe Dantaport on the Greg Peterson Experience. And in the final segment, give you guys my DK Nation pick for Friday and what I like in the NFL on Sunday here on v the Sports Bank Network. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. Football fans with conference championships going down this weekend, it is time to check out Bet Rivers because he could win up to $10,000 in bonus money 
instantly by playing in our exclusive Bet Rivers Squares this football season. Place a amount of qualifying bets of $10 or more, and you get a square on the house. If your numbers match up with the square of the final score, you win. Restrictions in terms of qualifying wagers, eligibility bonuses, and credit use, along with full terms and conditions, are available at BetRiverSquares.com. We're back here for the final segment of the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. And just a little bit of a programming note, 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern. You've got Follow the Money with Mitch Moss, Paul Howard. They're going to get you set up for these NFC and a- for the NFC and AFC title games. They've got you guys set for what is going to be a great weekend in sports in general. I'll help you guys do that along the way as well. And if you're listening live on VEASAN.com, YouTube TV, what have you, you're getting a replay of the Greg Peterson experience. So we've got a whole bundle of fun there. I'll be hitting upon those NFL games here in a few minutes. But first things first, we've got to make you guys some money for Friday before we turn it forward to Sunday. And my DK Nation pick, it involves a pair of teams from the MAC. 887, 888 on the board. It is Kent State. They play us a Buffalo. Buffalo is a underdog of 10 points, and your total on this game is between 151 and 152. What I'm going to be writing up for this one, been writing up quite a few of these, but we're going to be taking a look at the under. I set my total more around a 146. You've got a Kent State team that ranks in the top 25 nationally in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis, and they go up against a Buffalo team that in regulation has allowed 71 or fewer in three of their last four games. So they're playing a little bit better on defense. And for Buffalo, in step-up games, they have not had the world's greatest success against better defenses. They have played against three defenses. They rank in the top 75 in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. James Madison, UConn, and also Drake. They have scored 62, 64, and 72 points respectively in those three games. So it's been rather gross and grimy for them. Meanwhile, you've got a Kent State team that has been able to do a good job of being able to get their tempo because they're facing off against a Buffalo team that they rank in the top five nationally in terms of total possessions per game, but they can be slowed down a little bit with Malik Jacobs being able to generate 2.9 seals per game for Kent State. A Kent State defense that is 12th in the country in terms of turnovers forced on a per-possession basis and are going up against a Buffalo team that they do turn it over, 265th in the country, terms of turnovers on a per-possession basis for them as well. So I think that this is a weakness of Buffalo that is going to be very much exploited by Kent State. Kent State has quite a few guys that do a good job in the backcourt. Sincere Carey is able to give you right around 17 points per game. He's been rock solid, but it's not necessarily great. Kent State three-point shooting team. They're about college average in terms of three-point shooting percentage, shooting about 34% from the outside. Buffalo, they rank more around 244th in terms of three-point shooting percentage, just 199th in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis. So even though they play fast, it looks like they are good on offense, but they really aren't that terrific. You've got someone like an Isaiah Adams who's been able to give you 10 points, four and a half rebounds per game. And for Buffalo, I do like what you've been able to get out of Curtis Jones along with Zid Powell. They combine for 38.5 points per game. And with Jones, he does shoot 39% for three. Powell shoots below 30%. From the outside, I do think the Kent State is going to do a good job of being able to cut off a three-point arc. It's a Kent State team that is coming off of giving up north of 74 points for the first time all season. They gave up 86 points in that game against Northern Illinois. I do think that they're going to be able to bounce back in this ordeal against a Buffalo team that 
as just one guy. Lequel Hardnett is able to give you north of 5.1 rebounds per game. For Hardnett, he's been able to chip in there 7.5 rebounds per game, but Silveron Hornbeek, who's able to give you right around 5 boards per contest for Kent State. Marion Thomas, who comes in from within the Metro Atlantic, 6'8 combo player, shoots about 40% from 3, chips in there about 12 points, 5 to 6 rebounds per game. They should be able to dominate this game. In terms of the side, I did set Kent State as a favorite of 11 points, so now that we've dropped from the opener of 11 down to 10, I'm going to be willing to lay it with Kent State. And in terms of the total, I set mine at a 146. So getting between 151 and a half and 152, I'm going to be looking at the under. And a Kent State team as now 13-4-1 against the spread. I like them to be able to continue to roll. I'm going to be willing to lay the number. Now let's take a look at the NFC and AFC title games. I've been pondering these. Just all throughout the week, but turns the Cincinnati Bengals versus Kansas City Chiefs game. I am fully convinced that we are going to be seeing Patrick Mahomes play in this game, but I just don't know if he's going to be able to finish this game, and if he does, he's going to be a little bit banged up. Right now, where I sit at Circa, the Cincinnati Bengals are plus 105 on the money line. Wasn't sure if we were going to be able to see plus money once again after... The line movement that we saw earlier in the week, I'm going to be willing to take the Bengals on the money line. I do think that there is something to Joe Burrow having the number of the Kansas City Chiefs. And even if Patrick Mahomes were fully healthy, I don't know if I would ride so much with the money line rather than the points with the Cincinnati Bengals. Certainly, this line would not be one to one and a half. If Patrick Mahomes were fully healthy, he'd probably be catching north of a field goal with the Cincinnati Bengals. But I feel like the Bengals have been relatively mispriced for a few years, and I do think that they are going to be able to do a solid job, especially with having a little bit more of a ground game as well, because with having Joe Mixon in the backfield, uh, as opposed to someone like a Pacheco, that does help them out with the Kansas City Chiefs. I do think that they're going to be able to provide a little bit more pressure on Joe Burrow than we saw last week against the Bills. The snow, I felt like, was very helpful for an offensive line that is a little bit banged up, but seeing this total... Rise back, rise back up to a 48. I recognize that in a Mahomes versus Joe Burrow start, a little bit of a roll of the dice taking a look at the under, but I like the under because I just don't think that Patrick Mahomes is necessarily going to be himself. Right now I'm seeing in terms of a player prop with Patrick Mahomes and his passing yard just set up a little bit too high. It's currently at 286.5. I don't know if Patrick Mahomes is going to be able to finish this game, even if he finishes the game. I don't know if he's going to be able to get over 286.5 in this circumstance. So I like that under. I don't know if I necessarily want an interception in this game because right around minus 110 to minus 115, both sides in terms of yes, no interception on that front. And Patrick Mahomes might not play enough to be able to throw an interception. So that is something I'm staying away from. Typically, I like interception props, but not in this ordeal. I would just rather take the passing yards under to go along with the Bengals on the money line. And I do like that total under as well. And then in the NFC side of things, it's been a rather stagnant line with the Philadelphia Eagles being between a two and a half. And I was just mentioning this. We were not sure if we were going to see a three. If you have access to the South Point, if you're listening live, we currently have a three on the board for the San Francisco 49ers. That is the buy point for me. Being able to get three with the San Francisco 49ers. Because if this is a two and a half line. That's where you got to be taking a look at the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm willing to buy in at a three though. 
because with the San Francisco 49ers, they're going to be able to do a good job up front, and it plays into what I really like on this game, the under. I think that with the San Francisco 49ers, they are a little bit banged up with their ground game, but you know that at the very minimum, two of the three in terms of Debo Samuel, Elijah Mitchell, and Christian McCaffrey should be out there. I wouldn't be surprised if it's going to be all three that are going to be out there, and they're going to be able to fire on all cylinders, but that is going to take the edge off of Brock Purdy, who I fully expect to not be throwing the ball a lot in this game. You've got on the other side, Jalen Hurts, and I do think that he's going to be utilizing his arm quite a bit, but I think that we're almost undermining the San Francisco 49ers and their pass defense a little bit too much, and we might be overhyping their ground game just a little bit too much and the way that they shut them down. They don't allow 100-yard rushers, but I do think that Jalen Hurts is going to be able to utilize his feet a little bit. I think that he's going to be able to do an okay job there. It is going to be a step-up game for really both of these teams. We talk about the 49ers streak and that they haven't really played a lot of anyone. And I mean, for the Philadelphia Eagles, they haven't played a front quite like this of the San Francisco 49ers. It is strength on strength. I think that this is going to be good, hard-nosed football. I like the under in this ordeal. I do think that this is also going to be a field goal game. Like I said, at the 2.5, I'm willing to lay it with the Philadelphia Eagles. When you get that 3, though, and right now, you've only got one 3 out there, and it literally turned within the last 10 minutes of me being on the air. That is at the south point. That is my buy point on the San Francisco 49ers. So that's sort of where I stand there. And in terms of a little bit of a player prop on this game, there's not as much that I do like, but I do think that being able to get Kenneth Gainwell at 11 half yards, just too low. I liked what I saw from him last week against the New York Giants. I think that he's going to be able to get a little bit of a run in this game. And that leads us into our hour number three, VEASAN Pro Tip, VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all of these. Here, we'll sort them by showing by sport. I mentioned it a few times. You've got 100 million billion games on the college basketball betting board for Saturday. Meanwhile, you got 10 for Friday. Plan in advance when it comes to these college basketball Saturdays. Start your legwork a little bit earlier than you would for, say, the Friday card. And men that always plan ahead, Mitch Moss, Paul Howard, follow the money comes your way 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. <laughs> 